You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Today's episode has been highly requested, and truth be told, we need to do our own processing and ask our own questions and cries for help around this topic, and that is tweens. Yes. Parenting that age from about 9 to 12, and the special challenges and delights that it brings. I have two firmly in this stage, I would say now, and you have one with another well on his way with his foot in the door there, so we have lots to discuss. Before we jump into that, though, what is happening for you around the neighborhood? Okay, I want to talk about giving myself permission to let go of a couple of things right okay. now. Okay, you know I love this. I know. You know I love this. What I know, are we and, go and I want to declare it publicly okay. to really make sure <laughs> that I do it and do give myself this permission. And one of them was a goal that I had for myself this okay. year. And so the two things are, one, the bigger goal that I had for myself this year of a bigger writing project mm-hmm. that I shared a little bit more detail mm-hmm. with you. I wasn't quite ready to share more details with the wider world. So letting go of that bigger project and then also being okay with not writing as much on my blog right now. Okay. Just realizing it's not the season or what? Oh my gosh. This year, I'm just so surprised at how this year has already been busier and just we've taken so many more detours from our routine Mm -hmm. than just seems normal. That, That always happens in the course of the year, but I feel like January started so well. It Mm -hmm. was like everything was clicking along, Mm -hmm. feeling great. And then I don't know, as spring break got closer and basically since spring break, yeah, everything has just felt off. I feel like it's just melting. Yes. (laughs) Everything is just melting. And so anyway, just realizing that right now in this season, and maybe, maybe it's this whole year, I just don't have quite that capacity. So I I definitely hope to get back to writing on my blog really regularly and started out the year so strong. I was feeling so great. But I just need to let go of that right now and not put this unnecessary pressure or guilt on myself right. if I'm not like getting it's to a it. bonus if it happens. Yes. And if you're just realizing that that that's so good to let go of that just internal expectation, yes. even if it's just not. And happening. that's that's what it is. It just weighs mm-hmm. on me and I need to be better about letting things like that go. I like that. I like that. OK, well, I this is a great way to kick off our tween episode. OK, um, I have one tween who gives me really interesting feedback usually I mean (laughs) and honestly she has since she was very little but she like for instance the first time I wore red lipstick around her you know one little girl was like mommy so pretty and the other one was like that's a lot of red (laughs) so this is this child okay and I we are at this magical age where we can leave them for like small periods of time we talked about a little bit so Jeremiah and I had just like a lunch date planned Mm -hmm. to celebrate our anniversary this weekend. Nothing, you know, crazy, just during the day for a couple hours. And so I just had like, I had some new jeans on and like a white button down shirt. I was feeling cute. I had my makeup on, my hair done. You know, I come out of my room and said child is right in the playroom next to my room. And she goes, oh, mommy, you look so pretty. And I'm like, oh, thank you. She's like, you look like Gandalf. What? And I was like, child, what? Grown woman going on a date wants to look like an old man wizard. And what about this? And what about because I'm wearing Gandalf white? vibes? Like I, she's like, well, yeah, you're kind of like, like I don't know, like glowing like Gandalf. I'm like, mm. okay, all right. Well, it's not feeling great. <laughs> you got to work on your compliments, kid. Yes. So it's just like, okay, and with that, I'm off to a date looking like a elderly wizard. <laughs> Let me grab my staff on the way out. With my beard? Do I have chin hairs? What's happening? I don't know. Oh my gosh. So that was her attempt at a compliment. That really can sum up a lot of things about tweens Uh right there. Uh They try. They do try. (laughs) Okay, let's think about ourselves. How would you describe yourself during your own tween years? Like, what were you like between the ages of 9 and 12? Oh man, I need to like really reach back. And I did not have a chance to ask my mom and dad what they would remember about that time. But I definitely remember feeling unsure of myself at that time. Like I'm sure Mm -hmm. many of us, most of us probably did maybe just kind of coming into that awareness, like coming into that awareness of wanting to dress stylishly. But I just literally had no idea, (laughs) no idea. (laughs) 
<laughs> there were a lot of horse t-shirts. Yes, there were. This is your horse yes, face. Yes, there were. <laughs> Same with doing anything with my hair. Yeah. Like maybe noticing. Like that you I, want to. Yes. Mm-hmm. But not even having an idea of what that really looks like. Right. You know, um, it's just confusion. <laughs> Lots of confusion. <laughs> I feel like more awareness of my body, like that it's changing, more awareness of boys and like having crushes, but still just confusion. Like, I don't know what to do with yeah. any of this. Everything is like a big <laughs> nebulous cloud. Yes. I love it so much. I think because of how I remember feeling that way when I was that age, and I mean, through teenagehood. I love it so much when I encounter kids at this age who are so confident in themselves and they're wearing like wacky, quirky outfits and they're like, this is definitively awesome. You're like, how do you love that? that. Yes. I do not know where they get it, but I love it so much. I do think sometimes I see some of that in my boys and I love that so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just remember being very awkward, Mm. particularly, I mean, okay. I have real thick, coarse, lots of hair. Yes. And I, had you know it's like that phase you want to do something different you want to be more grown up and so and my mom does has the very opposite hairstyle or hair type as me but I decided I wanted like her same short permed haircut that's right you had a really short haircut it was just like a brillo pad on my head of like you cannot perm hair like this this is not a good choice especially a home perm (laughs) really not a good choice (laughs) I didn't have braces yet my teeth were all jacked up like I just remember (laughs) feeling like an ugly duckling, Aww. like just that feeling. Yeah. But I also remember being super boy crazy, like just okay, that yeah. came in hot for me. Yeah. And obviously not at a stage where any boys were crazy about me. And so it <laughs> hey, just felt like this know. constant angst, like oh, yes. pining after boys. Yes. And, you know, they're that age, they barely even notice what's happening around them. Right. But the girls are starting to yes, even faster. Definitely. I remember lying so often. Oh, like, really? I did lie a lot. And I think a lot of it was just in service of wanting to be seen as like grown up and capable mm. and cool and uh-huh. just wanting to like white lie about like some gotcha. little thing that I did. I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen that movie when right. I haven't and yeah. that kind of stuff. So like, yeah, I just wanted to be grown up, but I couldn't even like remember to brush my teeth regularly right. and complained about wearing a bra, even though I uh-huh. definitely needed one. Like mm-hmm. just, just a mess. <laughs> yeah. I just remember it being a mess. <laughs> So how do you notice your kids changing as they enter these years from those little kid years to to big kid time? Okay, several things for sure. The emotions, which I put oh, an man. exclamation point on. All the emotions. And yes, so and I will just say I have my oldest dash is 10 right now. Cedric is eight on his way to being eight and a half. And so even while Cedric isn't maybe official tween, I definitely see some tweenness in him. Mm-hmm. So I will just like give examples from both of them okay. throughout the episode. So yeah, moodiness and sensitivity, I would say. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like this moodiness and sensitivity that ends up being frustrating to me as a parent, because it seems outsized for what is actually happening. Yes. You know what I mean? Like a little thing happens and then suddenly doors are slamming and there is yelling Mm -hmm. and it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The reaction doesn't match usually. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that just feels hard, especially when it just changes the whole dynamic and mood in the house, like the temperature of the house. So, um, I've noticed a bit more teasing each other, Mm -hmm. um, which can end up backfiring Mm -hmm. because of that sensitivity or because of that trying out teasing that's a little meaner. We've been having to have some talks about that. Um, And so that is something Mm -hmm. happening. Being with friends and the social dynamics being super important and wanting to be part of a group, that's especially important to one of my kids. Mm -hmm. And just seeing friendship dynamics change a bit too, even as friends that they've known for a really long time are getting into like different activities. So Mm -hmm. their schedules don't line up or just noticing personalities kind of Mm -hmm. change and them parting ways a little bit more Mm -hmm. or like not getting along in the like same way to, yeah. mm-hmm, that they used to definitely hearing more talking about crushes either that they're having or kind of like the school gossip mm-hmm. and just hearing how kids are handling that mm-hmm. and I'm always kind of like okay what's the what's the news in fourth grade about the crushes right, like right. And, and what does that mean like feel exactly. it out in a cool mom way I'm yeah trying. I'm trying <laughs> <laughs> um and then definitely starting to express that like 
growing out of childhood. They yeah. don't want to do that little kid stuff. Right. Very I have, concerned about what yes, is a little kid thing. I have been corrected and not saying things are play dates, that it's hanging out. Okay. I have been corrected oh, on that me. a few times. Uh-huh. So anyway, those are some things I'm noticing. Okay. Yeah. I, I honestly was really surprised that it definitely started for both of my girls, I think at like nine Mm -hmm. and it felt early for Mm -hmm. the, I guess I was, I knew that like puberty things kick in, but I guess I wasn't really quite prepared for the volatility of emotions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And really like reading a book about, um, how much brain development is happening then. And that actually sometimes you see more of that, like wild mood swings and reactionary behavior at the earlier years than you would in the oh. teenage years. Cause that starts to, gotcha. that part of their brain starts to develop more. Um, you might see more of like the sullenness and like, I'm too cool for everything in the teenage years, but gotcha. these wild <gasps> swings are, are a little more common early on. And I'm like, okay, that makes me feel better. Cause yes. I was like, are we in for this till we're 18? <laughs> right. Like wowzer. Whoa. Um, yeah, the mood swinging wildly. Like, mm-hmm. and it's it's like the highs are higher and the mm. lows are lower, and there's not a ton in between. Mm-hmm. Like everything is super silly, goofy. Yeah, almost can't even get their words out. They're laughing so hard about kind of nothing, mm-hmm. or like mad at the world, stomping, outburst, crying. Like just it's, there's just not a lot of in between. My girls I've noticed require a lot more privacy starting okay. around like nine. Like they're mm-hmm. very conscious of like not changing in front of anybody and like having their you know people knocking on their door Mm -hmm. and which we honor obviously but I just they care a lot more about that starting around that age that's funny that is not kicked in for that is what I have heard the different (laughs) one big difference between boys and girls and I am getting I'm very curious I'm like when when will will I stop looking at you naked all the time that would be great (laughs) it's very funny um yeah, and just this social like turning towards their peers, yeah. I think, where mm-hmm. that becomes, you know, they they obviously have had friends all along, but it becomes like much so more much important. more important and a bigger draw and drama around mm-hmm. that, you know, nothing nothing major we haven't dealt with I'm mm-hmm. thankful for in terms of like friend drama, but just they want to be like Mm-hmm. you know, in it, if they, yeah. and if they have a friend who's crying, it's like, we have to comfort her. She, yeah. you know, okay. like everything is like kind of a real big deal yeah. around the friends. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, okay. Let's start with the good. What do you find particularly lovely about parenting tweens? What oh. are you pleasantly surprised about? Yes. I'm so glad that you're asking this because there is a lot to love about tweens. One thing, the deeper conversations mm-hmm. that we can have, mm-hmm. especially with one of our boys, he is seriously contemplating the deep questions yeah. of the universe and yeah. like our existence mm-hmm. on this earth. It's very incredible to be like, whoa. And in their cute kid way. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. And just feeling so big mm-hmm. and so intelligent that they're having these mm-hmm. thoughts and just wanting to encourage that curiosity and just being able to say like, we don't know yet. Yeah. Isn't like, that cool? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, like, like these are truly getting down to the questions that we really don't have mm-hmm. answers for. So I think that's really, really cool. Seeing them develop more empathy Mm -hmm. is just, I mean, so incredible because I feel like as parents, we have spent all these years being so empathetic and trying to see things from their perspective and meet them where they are. Mm -hmm. And to see them then really seeing like, oh, you're having a hard day because of this, or this would be helpful if I did this or genuinely feeling good. What do you need? Yeah. Or genuinely asking me about my day. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, well, thank you. (laughs) Right. And just as an example, I have shared with Dash before that, you know, like invited him to come with me on errands or something and just said like, hey, it's just so nice for me when I have company, Mm -hmm. you know, because I just have to go do this stuff. I love having someone to chat with. And he before has said, oh, I'll come with you, mom. And later just saying like, oh, thank you so much for coming with me. And he just said like, oh, well, I didn't want you to be lonely. Yeah. You know, seeing them develop this willingness that they're able to do things that might not be their favorite, Mm -hmm. but they're willing to do it for someone else or just be okay with it. Right. And that's something I hadn't seen them able to do like when they were younger. Like that maturity. Yes. As much. I have noticed that they are able to help out sometimes around the house with less complaining. Mm -hmm. I mean, it used to just almost be a thing where, I mean, it wasn't worth having the battle over. And I think this is kind of that empathy development and more that tolerance of, yeah, it's not my favorite thing in the world, but I can do it. Right, right. (laughs) You know, so that has been great. 
Um, seeing the boys develop more interests and passions. And then it's so sweet, like wanting to include us, Mm -hmm. like, let me show you this part of this video game Mm -hmm. and do all of this. And like saying it in a way that they believe we will be just as interested in it, you know, (laughs) and it, but it's so fun to sit there and have them explain it all Mm -hmm. to you and stuff. I just really enjoy that. And finally, just genuinely enjoying their company and conversation, like as a companion. Yeah. Where you just get as a full human. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. you just get those moments where it's like, oh, I'm not actively like parenting or managing your behavior and right. stuff. I'm just enjoying right. you, this human that's in my family. Right. It is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think that's some of the first like glimpses of mm-hmm. that, like who they'll be as an adult yes. and like the kinds of conversations you'll have. Um, yeah, I have the same like some of the same things. They can be so thoughtful and mm-hmm. empathetic, and that same sensitivity that's developing in them and infuriates us sometimes is also what's allowing that you know, being empathetic towards other people and putting themselves in someone else's shoes. And so, yeah, like this last time, you know, when I just had bronchitis, my girls were the sweetest. Mm. Like our days were all messed up with homeschool. Obviously it was boring for them, I'm sure. I didn't, you know, we just kind of stuck to the basics and I they just would come check on me. Do Can I make you some toast? Can I bring Aww. you some Gatorade? Can, do you need some cough drops? Like it's so nice. Super sweet, but also like, I'll just let you rest now. Like mm-hmm. very, you know, sometimes that's like a, attention seeking when they're little mm-hmm. or like, I, I cover you up. I, right. you know, but it it's just very like, they really want me to be okay. It was mm-hmm. really, really sweet. I just love this like age where we can start to genuinely share like books and movies yeah. And shows that like literally everybody likes or an activity that all of us like. And we don't have any other little ones. So we really are getting to this point. Like Mm -hmm. a family bike ride is enjoyable. Mm -hmm. You know, a family outing to a restaurant is super enjoyable. And so just starting to get to that place where there's not so much active management. Yeah. You may have the outburst, but they're like kind of packing themselves for the day. And they're, you know. So more emotional than physical work, which is nice. Yes. On the enjoying different, you know, media and books and whatever, actually just yesterday, the boys had come home from a sleepover at their cousin's house and had seen this, I think it's an older Andy Samberg skit Uh uh from SNL that they were dying for us to see. And we all watched it and it was so funny. I will include the link to it. Um, Anyway, it's the like throw it on the ground sketch. Do you know that one? I can't remember that one. Oh my gosh. Anyway, and just sharing like actually funny humor yes, with them yes. and being like, Oh my gosh, you can appreciate you get this. It. Uh-huh. That has been very fun. Cause it's just there, this whole world that mm-hmm. it's like, Oh man, if you think that is funny, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff you're going to appreciate. And there's so much of like the other side of that where they're like telling jokes and stuff that you're like, mm, that's not funny. there is a lot of that. And so, but it's like all part of figuring it out. So when right. they actually like, yes. a, you know, you could kind that's, of land on something. Yes, that's it's such so nice. a good point because sometimes at, I think I've shared before, but like at the dinner table or just hanging out, as a family there can be the dash and cedric show oh yeah (laughs) and no one else can engage and it's not funny to us and you can tell them to take it down a notch and it doesn't and it does not matter Mm -hmm. so yeah finding these things we're all genuinely laughing about and then can like build on humor from that right that's like a great point i love (laughs) that okay what do you find most challenging oh man okay one thing is noticing the boys wanting more independence and more say Mm -hmm. and like wanting to challenge rules. But then I feel frustrated because I feel like we have been very thoughtful about our rules Mm -hmm. and not establishing a rule or a boundary just because, Mm -hmm. but trying to give as much as we're willing to, but then like this, this is where the line is room for much negotiation there, but them still trying to challenge it. They're going to find that line and push it or taking a rule that has been in place for so long you know, the showers Mm -hmm. every night or Mm -hmm. when we're doing screen time, things Mm -hmm. like that. And just questioning it, especially at a time like where it's like, it's not time for a discussion Yeah. anyway, but they want to get into it about it. That is hard. Mm -hmm. Navigating that moodiness and big emotions, like I talked about, Mm -hmm. especially when it feels outsized for, you know, what seems to be going on. And then especially if it leads to just, yeah, derailing what should otherwise be a pleasant Mm -hmm. time together. Or even something good for them. Like their own, it it gets to this self-sabotaging point at a certain. So that is really hard. 
I will say too, the boys are capable of so much more responsibility. I mean, they really are capable of doing, you know, their whole evening bedtime routine, their whole morning routine, but they are inconsistently yes. responsible. Yes. And so, yeah. It, and so almost still having to remind them as much as like a toddler or a young yeah. elementary school kid, but then they can get frustrated by the nagging. I'm feeling frustrated mm-hmm. that I'm having to remind you mm-hmm. to brush your teeth or that you didn't do a great job. So anyway, like wanting to count on them more and give them more autonomy, mm-hmm. but it kind of constantly feels like two steps forward, totally, one step back, totally. you know, and that's hard. And then kind of along with that, the spaciness. Yes. They are so of the moment. That's so true. In one ear, out the other, go to soccer practice, just soccer practice is over. Just walk to the car. Doesn't matter that they left a shirt there, a water bottle, Mm -hmm. just hello, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, kind of having to be their extra brain. Well, and I feel like like. for my kids and our experience, I feel like that's almost a regression Mm. that happens too from where they were at, at like six, seven, eight with those things. Yeah. Because they've got so much else going on in their brain and their development and like what's important to them. The frustrating part is, yeah, like you have given the, them these responsibilities right. and they've been doing pretty good with it. And then all of a sudden, like, where is all your executive functioning? Like, yes. what is what is happening right now? <laughs> yes. So that is something I had is just that regression almost and almost requiring more supervision and reminders uh-huh. because they've got the spaciness going on and because there's so many more, you know, distractions, even screens, mm-hmm. all the different, you know, they care about what the friends think, mm-hmm. all of that, where it's almost like, you want to like grab their little face. Like I need you to brush <laughs> yes. your teeth yes. regardless of who's texting you right, right. now. Like I, it has to happen. <laughs> yeah. Navigating technology and social life situation. We did give our girls phones, but they have no social media or anything. Okay. But they've already gotten them taken away a couple times because it's, <laughs> of course, it's just like texting a friend instead okay. of getting ready for the school day. Okay. And, you know, like being on YouTube when you're not supposed to be mm-hmm. usually like just, it's just become another thing to manage. And I know that it's going to be a process anyways, but we really felt like, okay, they need a way to get in touch with friends. That is not my phone because mm. they're at this age and we don't go to public school. They don't just live in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. all of them. And so I don't want to just be constantly handing over my phone and they do need that social, yeah. you know, b- ability to chat. And like, you know, Vanessa's got a group text going with her gymnastics team and mm-hmm. everything. And for reference, mine are like 11 and a half and almost 10. Okay. Yeah. Just figuring out how to manage all of that. That sounds hard. And and probably just a constantly moving target. That's it how, is. That's how it I is. even feel about our screen time mm-hmm. and our boys don't have phones. Um, they're playing video games. They play video games at other friends' houses and... It, it still feels like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Chris and I were having a big discussion and, and he was just kind of making the point, like, I think it's just kind of going to be like this. Yeah, it's, it's just very, it feels very ongoing uncomfortable process. for me. Yeah, you want to set a rule and <laughs> yes, know, stick like, to it. yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's hard and it's for just me. not really like that with technology. Yeah. Could we tangent just a minute yeah. and can you go in a little bit more on how you decided to get your girls phones? Because that does feel like a big yes. decision. Well, that was the big thing is we felt like we could leave them for little stretches of time and wanted to be able to, Mm -hmm. but they had no, you know, back in our day when I was like 12 years old, I got left with my siblings to just hang out if my parents went for a quick something. Right. But I had a landline that I could call 911 or I could call them real quick. And Mm -hmm. there was no way for them to access us Mm -hmm. other than, I guess they could text us on our iPad, but Mm -hmm. they couldn't call 911. Gotcha. We didn't feel comfortable with that. They're also out playing in the neighborhood a lot and we had no way to really get a hold of them other than like be back at five or check in at three and Mm -hmm. wanted to just be able to give them more freedom around the neighborhood, but know where they were Mm -hmm. and, you know, know we could get a hold of them. Like all the sports practices and stuff, it felt like, okay, there's times like, practice mm-hmm. was canceled and I dropped you off and then I just took off gotcha. down the road and then you got a call and yep. it's not that big of a deal they mm-hmm. can call at the front desk but it just felt like the, there had been enough of that where there's a lot of schedules to manage mm-hmm. and then yeah that social aspect like with Vanessa mm-hmm. especially I was she was asking to use my phone like mm-hmm. multiple times a day to Ugh. FaceTime a friend and I'm like I don't yeah. want to is it am I saying no just because I, it's my phone like she still has definite limits on that but I'm like she should be able to talk to her friend yeah you know and when you're when you don't live close it's Mm -hmm. kind of hard you can't just be like well ride your bike down to their house Mm -hmm. so that was a big thing I even think in hindsight we could have probably given it to Vanessa and probably not Julia yet Mm -hmm. because I don't know 
that mm-hmm. Julia needed it quite as much, but it also when they're so close in age, we've yeah, talked about like this, it becomes about, like it's very hard a to major give a thing. big privilege to one oh, and not the other. Yes. So, and we did notice also that they were, even from their iPads, would love to like text us. Mm. And it was becoming this like new way of communicating that yeah. I think they felt comfortable like saying certain things or even just like being affectionate in a way that Aww. was like awkward in person. But yeah. they'd be like, I love you so much. I Aww. hope you're having a good day. So I was like, well, let's open that avenue. Yeah. Um, also, I made them take like a little class. We did this whole, as part of like our morning time routine, we went through this whole book called First Phone by mm-hmm. Catherine Perlman, which was awesome. Oh, highly recommend. Nice. Okay. Highly, highly recommend. So they had to go through that. We had a contract we signed. We had multiple talks as a family. So they had to kind of like earn it. Mm-hmm. They knew it was coming. And so that's okay. That's where we're at. But well, I don't. Super I don't know that it's the other right people's choice. process. <laughs> well, I feel like it's going to be one of those things that you're just kind of constantly navigating. Yeah, yeah. And it's it would be navigated either way, right? Whether the, and they're still like I said, social media is completely off the table for a while. Like we're just kind of monitoring. They have it about as locked down as you can get. Mm-hmm. And we're going from there. But yeah, it does feel like this hard thing where we have to teach kids how to use this technology because even if. The other thing was like all her teammates had a phone all. And, and that's not a reason to do something necessarily other than she needs to learn how to navigate that when she's with them, whether it's right. her phone or not. Right. So I was like, we might as well. I mean, we need to like teach them mm-hmm. these skills. So I don't know. That's where we landed. OK, well, thank you. <laughs> but for, they're sitting you for in my cabinet right now because they got them taken away. So okay. it does give you another, you know, another uh, Trump card right. to pull if you really need to. But um, OK, so for me. Otherwise, too, just my biggest struggle, the way I am wired to, is just not riding the crazy train of emotions mm. with them. And Jen Hatmaker talks about this in a post that I will never forget. And she says, like, when they get on the roller coaster, your number one job is to keep your butt on that platform. <laughs> Do not get on the ride under any circumstances that does nobody any good. You be the calm in their storm, be waiting for them in a separate location if necessary. <laughs> when they get off the ride and even if there's a behavior or a situation that does need to be addressed, like wait till they get off the ride. Mm -hmm. You just, it's not going to do anybody any good. Their frontal lobe is not developed and their brain is literally being hijacked by Mm -hmm. their emotions. And that is my number one struggle Mm -hmm. to remember and to act accordingly. So hard. (laughs) Okay. How about some tips? Do we have any tips that are working? I feel like every week we sit down to record, we're like, (gasps) <gasps> what are yes. you doing with your tweens yes. right now? It's like tip sharing. We constantly. have a little mini tween yes. episode before every time we record. I do have some things to share, either some things that I've noticed that work or some things that I am striving to do because I know that is the better way, mm-hmm. but it can be hard. Might be aspirational. Yes. Okay. So I was actually just practicing this, maybe even this morning. When you need to establish or reestablish a boundary, Try to do it in a way that appeals to your tween as to who they are as a person, Mm -hmm. instead of telling them like, you cannot do this because I said, so this is Mm -hmm. a rule in our family. Mm -hmm. And so let me give you a specific example. We had a very recent, as in this morning, (laughs) incident of one brother calling the other brother stupid. Okay. My gut reaction was to be angry because yeah. that makes me angry because yeah. that is Just like, they mean. know we do not use that kind of language, mm-hmm. especially to your brother. That is so mean. That is so hurtful. All of those things. My, what I wanted to do was like, sit them down mm-hmm. and just be like, you may never ever call mm-hmm. anyone that, you know, just like just lay lecture, down yeah. this authoritative line. Instead, I remembered this advice. I read it in a book that mm-hmm. I will share later. Instead, I was very calm. I just said something along the lines of, you know what? You are someone that I see who cares so much about people and being kind Mm. to other people. I see you doing that for your friends. I see you doing that for your sister and for your brother. And when you say things like that, even if you think it's not a big deal, Mm -hmm. or even if you think you're joking, it sounds really mean. Mm -hmm. And I know that you're the kind of person that cares so much about not hurting other people's feelings. Mm -hmm. And I also said, and this was true, I had heard some kids at the park that my boys know using like kind of a similar like word that's like, and I just said, when I heard that, it sounded so ugly and icky. And I know kids feel good about it. Yeah. And I know kids think it sounds cool, Mm -hmm. but it really doesn't. Mm -hmm. So anyway, if I approach it like that and for, for this kid, especially like he heard that. Okay. And and that it's like appealing to his best self. 
Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that just feels, you know, because ultimately when they're away from the house, yeah. what are they going to do? Yeah. Like if you said, oh, you if absolutely. If it's just because of not in my presence. Exactly. Right. And so I feel like appealing to who they are. Right that could have more kind of lasting power and just like getting them to reflect on. And this is like a, especially like an age for that, the teasing or the words that you're going to use that reflects on you as a person mm-hmm. that's going to might change how other people mm-hmm. want to interact with you. And and that's what they care about. Right. You know, the right. social dynamics. And you and do stuff. that without the shame aspect. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, you're seeing the good in them mm-hmm. and complimenting them while right. correcting. Right. Yes. I was pretty proud of myself. That is good. I like that. <laughs> we'll see if it works. <laughs> Okay, another one that kind of goes along with that, that is hard, is refraining from lecturing. Mm-hmm. Just because they don't respond well to it. I mean, I have, not does, found, right? I have not found it to be effective. I don't want to hear a lecture from someone else. It can just make the situation worse. You're annoyed that they aren't heeding your great advice mm-hmm. and your wisdom. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they don't see your lecturing as helpful. Mm-hmm. So here is what I try, what I have found to be better. Try to listen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes without saying anything, like let them vent or let them be Mm -hmm. angry, validate their emotions, and then show up as a collaborative problem solver. Mm. And this is, this is also some advice that I got from a book that I will share later too. Um, I have also found in these situations, if I can share a relevant story from my own life, Mm -hmm. they love it. They love it. Yeah. And dredge up your stories about how you messed up. Yeah. How you didn't do your homework, how you were mean to a friend or how Mm -hmm. you got embarrassed in front of a bunch of people, Mm -hmm. like whatever it is, I think it, you know, it does two things. First of all, it definitely makes them feel normal Mm -hmm. and makes them just, you know, I I think it helps like ground their emotions. Mm -hmm. And then for me, it helps remind me I was not a perfect little child that made all the right decisions all along the way. Like turned out. Okay. Yes. Uh You learn or you turn out to be a kind and compassionate person because you probably messed up and saw what that felt like and you made the decisions from there. So I think, I think that can be really Mm -hmm. helpful. Okay. I have two more. I have found this to be helpful in terms of getting my boys to do things that I've asked, like part of our regular routine where maybe I'm nagging them Mm -hmm. is trying to go in with humor Yeah, because I get naggy. I mean, I'm trying not to, I try to ask very nicely. I try to give them time (laughs) to do it. The third time the nagging comes out. Man. And I do have a tendency. I want to feel so frustrated. It's like, Hey, we're trying to do this. I've already asked you nicely. I shouldn't be having to Mm -hmm. ask you to brush your teeth at this point, Mm -hmm. but okay. So here's, if I can tap into my humor, here's what I will do. If I have, for example, reminded one of them already three or four times, get your shower going. You need to get in the shower. I'll come in. Okay. Looks like you're not going to shower. So that's fine. That's great. But since you are very stinky, I'm going to go ahead and move your bed outside. Your bedroom is the backyard now. And so if if you just want to grab your book, you know, yes, be like just totally silly. Right. And then we can kind of laugh about it. And usually then it's like, like, mom, Uh they'll kind of get a move on. Mm -hmm. And, And I just have kind of like deflated my own frustration too. Yes. You know, yes. I get some patience back mm-hmm. from that. Helps you remember you're the adult because you're like, I can turn this into a joke. Right. I can roll with this. Right. Like you got to almost show yourself you yes. could do it. I exactly. Like that. Okay. And my final advice that I am also working on is letting them have their voice. Mm. And this is something that actually Chris had, we had a great conversation about it and he really brought this more up to me. And And he said it was actually inspired by a conversation that he had with Dash, maybe kind of a while ago, Mm -hmm. where Dash was expressing something, you know, maybe they were having some kind of, you know, challenging a rule and Chris was trying to tell Mm -hmm. him why the rule was going to stand and why it was the right thing. And Dash said something along the lines with like, it just feels like no matter what I say, you always have like the better words, you know, Mm. basically we can out argue and like outsmart our tween at any time. Right. Like we have that logic. We have that. And they know it and feel it and they know it and feel it. And so, and you know, that's, that's not a fair fight. And sometimes it feels really good to do that. It does. Because they think they know. So I will rub it right in. I know I do it all the time where I'm I'm like, Oh, you want it. You think you're tricky. Right. Right. Exactly. And so I'm just like really trying to remember that. And you can still hold the line on something, Mm -hmm. but you can let them have their voice 
and you can let them maybe be mad about it and stomp away Mm -hmm. and, and, and not be like, Oh, well, you're not going to stomp away from me. Just like, let them have that last huff about it. I am also trying to let them have their voice when they want to have more flexibility on a rule. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like that is harder for me. Cause like I said, I try to be really thoughtful Mm -hmm. about our rules so that we don't have to have these arguments. I'm not just making rigid rules. I want to decide once so that we don't have to argue about it because I don't enjoy it. Right. But I am trying to hear that, you know, sometimes they just want to, yeah, be able to like have some flexibility Mm -hmm. and that can be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Or to be like, Hey, you know what? That's not going to work out today, but I hear you. I like that idea. Yeah. I want to figure out a way to do that. Right. So that is something that I am working on. Yes. I like all of those a lot. Okay. For me, I have number one that maybe you need to back off, but maybe you need to lean in. Mm. And this is hard because I think both are hard for me to do. And I have one that definitely responds to a little more space Mm -hmm. and just letting her figure it out and not feeling like hovered over. And another one who really, when she's feeling dysregulated, needs you to lean in, like Mm -hmm. needs that hug, needs that proximity, needs to sit right there with you while she's working on whatever's frustrating her. And so to know the difference and know Mm -hmm. your kids differently, and there's going to be so many things in general, though, not just a kid by kid basis, but things where we need to back off and let Mm -hmm. them fail or let them, you know, do it their way and other things where we need to really lean in, even though we feel like, why do I need to lean into the teeth brushing at this point in time? So it's just this constant, like navigating that. And I think just keeping the mindset that there is going to be that all of the Mm -hmm. time and that it seems more extreme right now because it is Mm. because it is like their emotions are all over the place. Their functioning and regulation skills are all over the place. And so there is just going to be more of that dance going Mm -hmm. on and hopefully you know, not always. <laughs> right. um, something that you have told me, and I think you're going to share more about this later, but you had shared like an article or something where you're like, basically think of your preteens like emotional outbursts as as if they were like a sick little kid, like they're just like throwing up everywhere and they can't do anything right. about it. Just like emotionally vomiting yep. and try to feel the same way you would feel like maybe you don't want to be standing right there with the vomit, right. but you can be empathetic or you mm-hmm. can just give them a little space and or you, you can come you in can... afterwards with what do you need? Right. You know what I mean? And you can't stop it from happening. Yes. And don't vomit with them. <laughs> right. If you need to walk away, right. like I would, if they were vomiting, to prevent yourself then from you vomiting. go ahead and walk away mm-hmm. and then you'll be able to care for whatever they need afterwards. Yes. So it's kind of like the even more visceral reminder than the the roller coaster ride. Like right. just let them do it. Yes. <laughs> let them get it out. They yep. need to get it out. It's not going to. That's the other thing about that that is helpful is like you can't stop vomiting right. when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I always sit there and go, what did I do to cause this? Right. What it, or what, you know, if they just did this, they wouldn't be so upset right now. And it's like, it's not about that. It's just mm-hmm. literally like emotional tween vomit. Yep. It needs to come out. Yep. Okay. I so, love that. Sometimes now we can just text each other yes. that vomiting emoji. The vomit emoji is and I'm so like, helpful. I know what's going on. It's Hang in so there. so helpful. <laughs> um, I think something else I found helpful is talking to them about the changes, not just physical. I think sometimes we focus on the physical changes of puberty and stuff, but we've had some really good conversations and even read some books about like what's happening in their brain development. Mm. How does that affect their feelings, how to recognize their feelings and know what is something they have control over and what is something not. Mm. And like working on empathy, working on all those things that are um, developing right now and just like helping them stretch those muscles Mm. outside of a conflict. Mm -hmm. So like we read this book, Me and My Feelings, it just had little activities, little quizzes for them to do. They love that anyways. It's like a little magazine quiz, you know, just a lot of like kind of mental and emotional health learning mm-hmm. that I think is they're number one at a very good age for because they're asking all those big questions gotcha. like you said right. they want to know how the world works yeah. and how feelings works and how relationships work and so it's just a great um, their mind is at that flexible point but they need the skills mm-hmm. and we sometimes don't remember to explicitly teach the skills that we expect right right so it's helpful to do that do you think would that is that book also geared towards boys or was it geared towards yeah. more girls no, okay. definitely that one's boys or girls okay that sounds um, great let them experience natural consequences instead of being so punitive. Yeah. And this is hard for me too. I want to like stick it to them. Like, well, you've <laughs> lost this and this and this, right. and it has nothing to do with the offense. I know. Um, but I think just like the natural consequences, like about homeschool. I mean, I came in today talking about homeschool and one of them having a hard time and I need to learn to just like, let it go, mm. engage with the other one 
And then there will be natural consequences of, well, now your work's not done and now mm-hmm. it's time for jujitsu and you can't go or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. But I have a hard time not like piling on, mm-hmm. you know, like you are going to learn this. Right. I'm going to shove it into your brain. Like right. this is not acceptable behavior. And I think just letting the consequence be what it is. Let them forget their backpack mm-hmm. and see what happens. Let them forget their lunch and figure out how to navigate. I mean, those are life skills anyways. Right. And then they'll learn that they need to take more responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, and then I think you can be that soft place. Yeah, because like, you didn't do oh, it. Oh, that must have been so frustrating not to have that. Mm-hmm. What did you end up doing? Oh man, I'm so yep. proud of you for figuring that out or whatever. Yep. And just like removing yourself. From, yeah, you're from like that. it's like a buffer. Like you're not the one doling out punishment. Right. It's just it is what it is. You mm-hmm. didn't rescue them, and mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. And then this is another one that's real hard for me, ignoring behavior and weird irritating things that just this age does whenever humanly possible and this is such annoying advice but like try to pick the battles like that's all part of it and it's so annoying because I want to pick all of the battles it is hard or just like I find myself just like challenging challenging myself to not criticize something for Mm -hmm. like an afternoon Mm -hmm. because it's like quit making that weird noise why please put your fork in the dishwasher. Like just constant, you Mm -hmm. know? And I'm like, I know that that's got to get where they think that all I see is the negative, Mm -hmm. you know? And it forces me to kind of reframe, like, does that actually matter? Mm. Like they'll grow out of 90% of this, you know what I mean? Yes, they will. And I've also noticed with one of my kids, those, the little cumulative Mm -hmm. things, I've noticed that it builds up. Yeah. And suddenly he's snapped over something that's like, whoa, where is that? And slamming a door. And then if I'll stop to think, I'll Mm -hmm. be like, ooh, he had that spat with his brother. And then I had to remind him Mm -hmm. three times to pack his backpack. And then I think, I think it just builds up. It piles up. up. Yeah. But it is tough. I mean, that is definitely something they'll find something they think is funny or a phrase that their friends are saying they will say it over and over oh, man. and over and over. And at some point, and we do have conversations yeah. too, where I'm saying like, Hey, sometimes after a while you need right. to kind of reflect on who else is in the room and kind are of, are they having fun? How anymore? you're contributing to yeah. the noise and the energy, you know, that's also an important lesson. Right. So it's like a hard balance yeah. between just letting, letting them, them be, be themselves. Mm-hmm. But also at some point I am also living in this space. Yes. And, and ha- teaching them how to like respect other people and right. communicate well. Right. And all. It's just a real tricky balance. <laughs> it is. But they're at the age where they think they've got it, that all figured oh, out right you know they yes. think they're being real cool and funny oh, yeah. and so it's like okay <laughs> me just taking them down five pegs doesn't actually help right. like we gotta navigate that all right so what we've touched on this a little bit but what resources have you found helpful as you navigate this new life stage with our kids so I am kind of into consuming all the tween resources okay. right now I think knowing that this episode was coming mm-hmm. up and then definitely seeing some of these changes mm-hmm. attitudes behaviors and whatnot because I know we've both shared before that we don't always feel drawn to the parenting books just because you've been parenting all yeah, day and it's I, hard then, to tap back yeah in. and then it feels like I don't know like I'm in class or something mm-hmm. and I'm just wanting to decompress or sometimes like that someone is lecturing at me mm-hmm. and like shaking their finger mm-hmm. at me but I have found myself kind of drawn to these so I am leaning in uh, there are two audiobooks that I have listened to recently that I found helpful. Mm-hmm. And I have found that listening to audiobooks is a good way for me to consume nonfiction okay. parenting books. Mm-hmm. I think hearing the narrator, and often it's the the right the author mm-hmm. of the book, hearing them narrate it makes it sound more like a conversation mm-hmm. and someone mm-hmm. giving me good advice yeah. rather than maybe like academic me. study or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and that just really helps. So the two are how to talk. So teens will listen mm-hmm. and listen. So teens will talk and they have written lots of other series, books yeah. of these similar titles, like how little kids, mm-hmm. you know, will talk and things. And that is the book where I got really the advice, really their approach is like that listening and then validating emotions Mm -hmm. and then problem solving in Mm -hmm. like different, different techniques for doing that. And there, that book is great because it gives lots of different examples. Some of them maybe feel like a little bit hokey examples, Uh or maybe they work out a little bit too well, but really I think the advice is solid and it was a pretty short listen. Okay. So that was great. 
The next one that I really enjoyed and recommended it to you, and Mm -hmm. I know you want to read it. It's Untangled, Guiding Teenage Girls Through the Seven Transitions into Adulthood. Mm -hmm. And I thought this book was fantastic. Okay. I I have heard from more than just you two that it's really great. Yes. That is on my list for sure. Yeah. I would love for you to listen to it and then we can discuss. Mm -hmm. There were some things that I did find applicable to my boys, like for example, appealing to like themselves and their their person and like their personality Mm -hmm. was um one of the aspects of the book and at least in some part of it and so I did find that applicable Mm -hmm. but then it was super interesting too to hear about things that teenage girls are going through and be like oh I I really don't see that in Mm -hmm. my boys the the social dynamics Mm -hmm. definitely in a very different way than I think my boys are going through so I will definitely be brushing up on that when Maeve gets a bit older Mm -hmm. Okay, and then I have three blog posts, all from Cup of Joe. One of them does have that little snippet about tweens and like the vomiting, Mm -hmm. which was great. So I will link to all three of these, but they are called What Has Surprised Me About Preteens, A List of Things to Not Do If You Have (laughs) Preteens, and then 11 Reader Comments on Parenting Teens. And anyway, those were really great, and I got some good little snippets Mm -hmm. from there. Um, Oh, I have previously mentioned this, but it is a great time for me to re-listen to this parenting without power struggles. Mm. I listened to that a couple years ago. It was really, I really helpful. Like a power struggle. <laughs> like I want to parent with the power struggles. <laughs> I think I want to. That's the problem. And yes. then it doesn't turn out the way I want yes. it to. So that's really helpful. And then finally, I will just say I have a book on my list that I haven't read yet, but I've heard good things. It's 14 Talks by Age 14. Mm, I've heard that one too. The mm-hmm. Essential Conversations You Need to Have with Kids Before They Start High School. So, Love that. Yeah. So Love it. You got lots of goodies Those are for mine. Us. I will link to all of those. I do hope that this episode just ends up being a really great yes, resource. Me too. Yeah. I have found, honestly, number one, moms who have been there recently yeah. and are there with me to just, just much like parenting toddlers are in that newborn phase, like... You just need someone in the trenches or who just has gotten through it Mm -hmm. to kind of like, yep, that's normal. Just validate you in that process because you can really feel like, what am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. There must be problems to fix here instead of like just children who are growing. Mm -hmm. But it feels so extreme sometimes that it feels like you must be doing something to cause it or not know how to fix it. Right. And so that has been my most helpful resource to just be like, whether it's, you know, actual friends in the process or like a podcast or something that, you know, is coming at it from that perspective. You're like, oh, okay, I just mm-hmm. needed to hear that. It's not just me and my kids. Yes. Those quotes that you've sent me, like I talk <laughs> about and just honestly, like our interaction back and forth about this has been so, so helpful yes. for me, especially because I will say this, I feel like you have way more patience than I do as a human <laughs> in general. Thank you. But for your kids, for sure. And so when you have lost it, I feel like, okay, this is hard. And not that I want you to lose it all the time, but it does make me feel better to know that you've lost it at some point. Oh, yes. Um, And I will say, if you are a Patreon member, we are, I'm curating a whole playlist, mostly for ourselves, Mm -hmm. because we need it, of podcast episodes just in the universe Mm -hmm. about parenting tweens for those days when you just like need to lock yourself in a closet and listen to somebody else going through something, um, get some helpful tips, mm-hmm. a place to start with a direction. So yeah. I am getting that together. So by the time this episode comes out, if you are a Patreon member, you should have that playlist over yes. there. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I feel like this, much like our toddler episode, this was hopefully validating. Yes. We are welcoming other suggestions yes. because tweens are hard and we're all just doing the best we can yes um and we are encouraging you if you have tweens or if they're coming up if you're coming up on it quick you can do Mm -hmm. it you can do it you're the grown-up let's let's support each other Mm -hmm. share what's working or just validate that this can be super hard it is it is and i think it can kind of take you by surprise because you feel like you're in this sweet spot of big kids right like oh we're done with the toddler tantrums and the diapers and all of that and they're not going to be teenagers for several years and then you're like oh what is happening what is happening (laughs) okay 
So what are you currently obsessed with? Okay, I have a tween-related obsession, and that is a movie that the parents and the tweens okay. all enjoyed. I love this. And that was the new Jumanji movie mm. with Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. Did was you guys it good? watch it? I haven't it? seen that one yet. Yes, and we had we were going to have a movie night, and the boys had mentioned Jumanji, and I was I I didn't even know that there was a new one out. And then Dash was mentioning the new one, and I was like, oh, I don't know. I haven't mm-hmm. heard anything about it. I was worried about you know just mm-hmm. getting into a movie that that wouldn't be great and I love the older Jumanji oh man the tweens were totally right it was really funny it was a great like modern take and Mm -hmm. twist on Jumanji we were all laughing and approve excellent I love that okay I'm obsessed with something I have not yet found but I know is out there and I know if I just put this into the listener universe they will help me yes so I want a fanny pack Okay. But I want one, and I have one that fits like a fanny pack. I have the Lululemon, like the little belt bag. Okay. And it fits like a fanny pack just fine. But if I try to wear it crossbody style Mm. on my giant boobs, Mm -hmm. I cannot do that. It's like a choker. (laughs) It's like a boob (laughs) choker. So, and I know, and I think maybe even Lululemon has extended sizes now for just that problem. But I need to know either on Amazon cheap or I'll spend money on it. Mm-hmm. I want to do the cute mom thing yeah. with the workout pants and the, yes. you know, crossbody yes. fanny pack, but I haven't found one that looks good with big boobs. Yeah. Okay. It's cutting me off you at weird places. You are definitely not the only person with this problem. So totally. Someone has so found I need the to solution. Know, and, or like, what is kind of that magic strap length I need to be right. looking for? Cause I feel like I could just order a whole bunch and then not really, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I need to measure where I want it to hit mm-hmm. and look at the strap length. But if someone's like, this is the go-to I've one. Please tell me. Yes. Okay. Send it to us, right. universe. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you love the show, would you consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss anything or telling a friend about the show and or leaving us a review? We love those. The trifecta would be amazing. <laughs> those things are just some of the most helpful things you can do to support the show. You can also get more from us on our Patreon community which we talked about where I will link the Spotify playlist to helpful parenting tween podcast episodes. When you become a friend of the show over there, you have access to the whole community, everything we've posted, everything we post in the future. Find the link to that space and anything else that we've mentioned in the show notes for this episode in your podcast player and on our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. Connect with us in between episodes on Instagram. We're Hi Girls Next Door and feel free to email us at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. Or in your podcast player. And nope. (laughs) Get that out of there. Oh, me first, but I had it wrong up there, right? We're just going to both, like, we're like at a stalemate. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes later. Okay.